Welcome to Welcome to the Hallwell Manor. I'm Max. And I'm Tina. And we are here to discuss Season 5, Episode 12 of Charmed. I think you mean Episode 100 of Charmed. Whoop whoop. Centennial Charmed. And we actually watched the preview for this. We don't always, and I always mean to because they're usually fun okay so when you when you reminded us to do that right before we started recording did you remember that this was the 100th episode of charmed i mean i did it but just because it's the title which oh my god how lazy is that title it's very lazy even by charm standards it's not even a pun no I mean, I I appreciate how hard it is to come up with a new title every week. We used to have to do that with our Once Upon a Time podcast. Yeah, we we literally gave up on doing that. No, we did every episode of Once Upon a Time. We had a punny title. Note that that did not carry over into our later podcasts at all. But yeah, but we watched the, the preview for this and it gave you no information on what the episode was actually about. It was just like, hey... It's the 100th episode! Guess what, bitches? We now have enough episodes for syndication packages! Suck it, every show that was cancelled after, like, one season. Suck it, Sirens! You didn't even get picked up! That's that one about those mermaids who form a pop band and fight evil fish monsters, which I'm so mad never became a thing. I was trying to remember what was the name of the one where they were, like, where they were, like, supermodels slash private eyes. Oh, that- Pamela Anderson was in that show. Oh, crud i i totally watched one episode of that at a friend's house uh, spy something it was it it had a very 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 basic uh it's just that feels like the kind of show that charmed would make fun of fun fact the uh the music video for the band lit mm-hmm. uh, which starred pamela anderson for their song miserable literally premiered on that show as something that the character i want to say cj but i know that's wrong because that was your character in baywatch but as something that the character in whatever it was was in which is a weird meta thing like in the universe of that show that's where baywatch used to do that too yeah yeah um sorry charmed uh yeah the trailer doesn't really give you any useful information. It's Paige going, the power of three, and Piper being like, I'm wearing leather, and Phoebe being like, guards! So, you know, you're not really getting what... They, they don't mention alternate universes. Cole's barely in it. Although they do have the clickbaity, someone won't make it to 101. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they promise death, and they deliver on it. This is the last episode with Cole for a while yeah um okay so also there's a point in this episode where they're throwing a hundredth birthday party for cole i totally thought he was older than a hundred he is they bring that up somebody's like um isn't he actually like 117 and then he like blasts them because i guess he he doesn't want to seem old seer blasts them because wouldn't you want to be older if you were a demon? Wouldn't that be like a bragging rights thing oh no witch has killed me for 1500 years or whatever I mean, it is ridiculous, but that that makes the someone's not going to make it to 101 work on two levels. Uh, uh yeah. Huh. I'm sorry, this just made me think of it. Uh, the thing I said, even though it has no relevance to what we're about to talk about. Yeah. Have, have you seen the Hotel Transylvania movies? Uh, yes. Really? Just the first one. Okay, that's the only one you need. So in that, uh... 
And, and and the one with Globby, the first the first openly gay Disney character. Oh my god. Hotel Transylvania is a Sony franchise, the other two. You know what? I I given given the the depth of the deep cuts that the other two does, I'm sure they know Hotel Transylvania is not a Disney property. Yes. But it was still amazing. Yes. So Hotel Transylvania. In Hotel Transylvania, the should-be main character, Dracula's daughter, Mavis. Yes. She's, like, 1,800 years old. Okay. And her love interest, the human guy, is 21. Okay, I have a hot take on this. Yes. Being made immortal. Mm Mm-hmm stunts your emotional growth you never go beyond how old you were when you were no, no, no you never go beyond how old you were when you are turned so there is not a creepy age gap between angel and buffy or edward and bella edward and bella are bad for other reasons but the age gap is not one of them because you are eternally locked into how old you are when you were turned you don't you don't grow or age except Mavis canonically wasn't turned. She right, was yeah, born a vampire. I know. I knew that's what you were going to say. That's why I had to cut you off before I got up my Bella slash Buffy hot take. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Yes, which makes sense, although God, David Boreanaz has aged so much faster than Sarah Michelle. Well, but, you know. But, yeah, my thing is more like, so it took her 1,800 years or whatever to become a vampire. I mean, to become a, like, fully grown vampire. Like... So, are, what, are you saying that eight, that vampires age one year to each hundred years? Or something like that. My, my thing isn't, like... Actually, my complaint is that they don't turn him after the first movie, because that is where it seems to be going, but they don't. But just that she's going to be 18 for all of this guy's life. And there's going to be a point very soon where that is weird. It's like the, um... It's like in the What We Do in the Shadows movie, where he ends up with the woman that he has been in love with, and she's, you know, she's in her 80s by now, and he still looks like he's 40, but, you know, he he's hundreds of years old, so he's like, yeah, a bit of a cradle robber. Yeah, yeah. What does that have to do with Charmed? I, honest to God, don't remember. Oh, Cole. Cole not actually being that much older than Phoebe. Got it. I mean, like... He's like a century old. Come on. Wait, I've got another. I've got another age gap hot take coming in. Ooh, okay. Phoebe's an adult. She can date people however old she wants at this point. Phoebe's an adult. Is that what her voice is telling you? <laughs> despite despite what she would have you think, Phoebe is an adult. Age that we're not concerned about that anymore. I mean, again, like Bella and Edward, this relationship has other problems. Exactly. Yeah, so Cole... One of those problems is that Phoebe keeps killing Cole and then being like, why are you like this, Cole? Okay, the thing is, they have made Cole, like, evil, evil the past couple of episodes so that we won't feel bad when Phoebe kills him. But, like, he has been breaking his ass for her all season. So it's kind of weird that he just suddenly shifts into... Like, he goes from, like, noble, I'll let you date Jack Prince or whoever, 
you know, mm-hmm. early on to not, it's not noble. I'll let you, but like he, he was clearly letting her go at the beginning of the season. He's like, I will move on emotionally. And then he suddenly shifted to, I want to impress her. So I'm sticking around and I'm killing all of these demons and I'm like saving people. And then he was like, I'm going to turn her into a mummy. Yeah. Then he took a hard shift into, I'm going to turn her into a mummy. I'm going to trick her into loving me. Cole's just been all over the place this season. Then he was, I'm going to brainwash her into loving me by turning the hollow evil or the nexus evil. And then it seemed like he wanted to kill her at the end of that episode. But this episode, he's back to just wanting to mystically trick her into being married to him still. Oh, we're going to we're going to tear into what whatever is happening this episode, this episode. Um, just a, just a little preview of the end of our episode. There, There's some real molecular combustion going on here. Okay. So, the episode opens with Leo being called into the attic, and he's like, Hello? Is anyone there? I felt a cry for help, and we see an invisible force watching him. Okay, Paige turned herself invisible. We didn't see this part happen. But Paige turned herself invisible and then tested the power of this invisibility spell by summoning Leo so she could sneak attack him to see if he would notice her invisible person. Yeah, she she waits until he's there and then she orbs into him and explodes him from the inside out. Which, why don't we ever see Paige do this again? This feels like a great finisher move on Paige's part. Well, my problem with it is she's she claims, oh, this is how we're going to vanquish Cole. But I feel like the physics of it with Leo, who is not really there entirely in the sense that humans are because he's a guardian angel and he can like blow oh, that's up a separate and thing, recombine <laughs> yes. yeah yeah yes yes he's made out of sparkles i'm just saying it get a lot messier if you you know did it to cole who is a meat person yeah okay meat demon or whatever yes so also his blood is acid so i feel like teleporting inside of him would go badly for you but this is an incredibly understated thing i'm not sure if it was on purpose but i'm going to assume that it is just because it feels like too much of a direct parallel Hmm. when belthazar was coming after the charmed ones and they were planning on how to like when they figured out who he was and they were planning on how to fight him prue did a training exercise where she had leo glamour himself to look like Balthazar, and she went inside him with her astral self and blew him up from the inside out oh no that's definitely supposed to be a parallel yeah and it's such an understated thing but i really like that they both came up with this idea and the fact that they don't bring attention to the fact that this was something prue did I just think it's a really cool point of connection between these two characters who never actually interact. Well, especially with what's going on this episode with Paige, where she's, you know, feeling like she wants to connect to her sisters in a way that's... Yeah, yeah, and and it definitely works in an episode that is about her stepping into Prue's shoes, which is something that we've kind of left behind at this point, but it does feel like a good thing to acknowledge at a, like, landmark episode yeah yeah all right so 
at Cole's penthouse, Cole comes in. Oh, I'm sorry. Her logic for why this will work on Cole when nothing else has is so dumb. She's like, the reason we haven't been able to vanquish Cole is because he has a personal force field. But by being invisible, I'll be able to bypass it and blow him up from the inside. Something I can definitely do. So... Cole gets home to his penthouse, and he walks around all lonely. He, like, stares longingly at the picture of him and Phoebe, and is like, happy birthday to me, I guess. <laughs> oh, sad, sad Cole. And Paige is like, ooh, I'm gonna kick him when he's down, and she tries the thing where she orbs inside of him. And I know I just said he's a meat person, so it won't work, but actually, like, the way Leo's made up of sparkles, he's made up of dark sparkles, so he bursts apart into dark sparkles and then just reforms and kicks her out the window. Yeah, like, which is relatively nice of him, I guess. He didn't murder Kick her. Kick her through the wall, like, with yeah, Prue. Prue. Yeah, no, he kicks her out the window. She goes flying into the bay, and he, he screams in anguish out the window. Do you think he's irritated, or do you think that actually hurt him, like, physically? I don't think it physically hurt him. I think he's more like... Jesus Christ, I can't have 15 goddamn seconds to be sad alone in my apartment. Really, Paige is quite an annoyance from Cole's point of view. Yeah. Like, he's trying to leave town, and then she's like, hey, mermaid shenanigans, other things. So, we didn't mention it, but when Paige explains her plan to Leo, Leo's like, no, Paige, I have a feeling that when the time to vanquish Cole comes... You'll need the full power of three, which seems like it's going to come back later in the episode, but kind of doesn't. The opposite of that comes back. Sort of. So, back at the manor, Piper, Phoebe, and Leo are doing midwifing exercises with Eve. Y'all remember Eve, right? Um, actually, I don't. I think maybe her brother made the hounds that attacked that attacked prom. I think she's the one who had the flying monkeys attack the Wizard of Oz senior play. Yeah, so this is really clearly like they couldn't get back the actress who played Ava in that episode with the actress who played Ava. Mm-hmm. The one with the Romani eye-stealer guy. Right, but she, you'll recall, you know, was a medical professional, so she was going to train the sisters to be midwives for Piper. Yeah, she was a surgeon, so... But I guess she just passed this off to somebody else from, from her... From her... Uh, Tribe, Yes, is what they say here. Yeah, Eve is apparently Ava's assistant. This is not stated, but I guess it's implied. They, they mention the fact that they saved her tribe from the eyeball stealer guy hey listen charmed knows you watch 99 episodes you're 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 in you're locked in now why don't they just call her ava though like i mean if they don't care that much yeah like they don't even need to have her on screen they can just if they needed that so badly they could have just had a throwaway line about ava training them yeah although i do appreciate them remembering that that was a thing that was established like congratulations for kind of sticking to continuity yeah well and, and much like the previous continuity uh piper's freaking out because she doesn't want to do a home birth because it's hella dangerous yeah which 
yes, it is. It is an incredibly dangerous thing, especially because Piper is medically sensitive, as we find out during both of her pregnancies. Like, Piper nearly dies giving birth twice in this show. And if she gets injured giving birth, that's not the kind of thing that Leo should be able to heal. Although. Yeah, right. You have to either be injured by evil or be a neon sign or a pipe to be healed by Leo's magic. Also, he can't sense you when you're very small. Also, he cannot sense you when you're very small. So. That's why the Who's don't have any, uh, don't have any white lighters. Dark lighter Who's have it made in the shade. (laughs) So. Paige walks into the room and she has become sick from uh, being thrown into the bay. And I guess this wasn't enough in the service of fighting evil for Leo to heal her. Nope. But good thing, because apparently this never comes back, right? She shifts into a different dimension when she sneezes or she shifts on an alternate plane. No, no, she's, she's not shifting planes. She just orbs when she sneezes. Yep, no, but when when she orbs, she's briefly in another plane, which is why when she orbs back... Oh, okay. She's, but, yes. No, sorry, that part, I, that's that's normal. That's like the way um, Azrafel's bamfs in X-Men are him actually going to hell and back. Yes. So that's fine. I have no problem with that part of it, especially since she's half white lighter, and so her orbs are white lighter orbs. I have no problem with that part of it. No, the thing where when she's sick and she sneezes, she involuntarily orbs. I think it might actually come up a few more times over the course of the show. I don't think it's like a consistent thing. Okay, I'm going to be watching out for it. And I actually appreciate it. I appreciate the way they do this, where when what's going to happen is Cole is going to cast a spell that's going to change the world. Superstar style. Yes, like the Buffy episode Superstar. But because Paige is literally mid-orb the split second that he casts it, she is protected from it. Yeah. I like that! That's that's good. That's a good plot device. Yeah. So, they shepherd Paige out of the room, and they're like, Eve can't see you. And Paige is like, but she, she she's a shaman. She's aware that magic exists. She's like, she's a- training them to be midwives specifically because they are witches who are pregnant with witch babies that they cannot take to a hospital. But if she sees Paige Orbe, oh, it's all over for us then. Yeah, Phoebe's like, well, it's different to know about it. Like, it's one thing to know about it, but it's another thing to actually see it. And it's like, what? Okay, but they don't have too much time to give Paige a hard time about this because they have to be getting all up on her ass about trying to vanquish Cole. They're like, how dare you try to do that on your own? Oh my God. Can you all get off of her for like five seconds? Also, Phoebe last episode was all, ooh, we're going to find out a way to vanquish you, Cole. And now she's like, eh, actually, I don't care about my that so much. My schedule's kind of full this week. I have to write a column. Oh my God. I have to write one column. Oh my God. So back at his apartment, Cole's talking to the avatars. Well, the, the main avatar. Okay, this is annoying too. No, okay, here's why this is annoying. Mm-hmm. He's like, I, I want to join the avatars and then you'll have my power and then I'll have your power and then I'll be able to do all sorts of badass shit. And the avatar is all like, ooh, I don't want you to join just because you want to get something out of it. And I'm like, y'all are fucking libertarians. Why do you think people are joining you? Okay, so 
I'm sorry, the look on your face. I wish I could convey it to our listeners. Okay, so the thing about the avatars is that theoretically they should be interesting. I know we've talked about this before and we will talk about it much, much more when they come back in season six, seven. Really? That late? Yeah, because it's post-Chris. Okay, okay. God. Yeah. It's weird how they're established as a thing here, and then they're gone for, like, a season, and then they come back. Well, they did the same thing in Buffy. God, this is is a Buffy-heavy episode for us. Yeah, with the first being introduced in season three, and then coming back as the big bad in season, uh... Yeah, exactly. In the most beloved episode of season three, the one where Angel makes it Christmas! God! Okay, tell me about the avatars. Okay, so the thing about the avatars is that theoretically they have an interesting premise. They're neither good nor evil. Their whole goal is to accumulate enough power to recreate the world without conflict. Mm -hmm. Theoretically in the service of neutrality because, you know, although really that does feel like it should be a good action. But it, I think it's interesting that it's not. It is a morally neutral action, removing all conflict. Well, I mean, I, I feel like it is actually an, a morally bankrupt position to remove all conflict. Because you're saying, you know, good things are equal to bad things, to quote that drill tweet, or to paraphrase that drill tweet. Yeah, yeah. But I, I just like it as sort of a cosmic payoff Mm -hmm. like if you want there to be a lack of bad things then there has to be a corresponding lack of good things i don't know i enjoy the idea that those two things are linked like and it's, it's one of the reasons why the charmed ones can as they grow in power continue to face more powerful foes even after defeating the source of all evil mm-hmm. like the fact that the universe craves this balance and you the only way to make sure that good wins is to basically eliminate everything and exist in this completely neutral zone where you can't have strong emotions of any kind yeah the thing is they don't really do much with that and especially because that is still technically speaking a bad thing Right. Like, it is a bad thing to rob the world of all good things, even if it is in the service of getting rid of all the bad things. But the thing is, it is a bad thing that would be tempting to the charmed ones. Right, because then they can stop. Yeah. They can finally, finally stop. Yeah, it should theoretically be interesting. I feel like you had a... And then the reason that the charmed ones decide to fight back against them is because they randomly make them kill people. Even though that shouldn't be the conflict. The conflict should be living in a morally neutral world is bad. I mean, the conflict should be that people in the world of the avatars don't have free will. That should be the conflict. Whatever. (laughs) We'll get there. We will talk about it more in detail. The avatars are really, 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 really not smart. You can see this and them making this deal with Cole. Because the thing that he wants immediately robs him of all of his power. Which is what they want. They want to absorb his power like the Borg Collective. Yeah, and he joins and he's like, I'm going to use all of the power I brought to the Collective to create a new world where I don't have that much power. Why recruit him then? 
Like man, it, he should have married Piper. Well, that's the thing. When they bring the when they bring the avatars back later, it's basically the same plot, but with Leo as an elder instead of Cole as Mega Satan. Yeah. Like it's the same plot. I just meant the way Piper's always always hot to get rid of her powers. Yeah. God. So we cut from Cole making the deal with the Avatar to become an Avatar if he can use the collective's power to blah, 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 Phoebe. Uh, I do like that it establishes that the Avatar's deal is that they have the power to remake the world. Yeah. Which, again, like, they are telling you how their season is going to end. Several, way, way, way before it'll come up. But enough about that. Let's listen to Michelle Branch sing a song that she sang on Buffy. I mean, honestly, I enjoyed this part. No, I like it too. It's just, it's very weird that both of these shows have a performance by the same artist doing the same song. Except instead of this being played over uh, Willow and Tara breaking up, it's just the beginning of the episode and we're meeting Daryl's wife. It's everyone, everyone's chillaxing with Daryl and his wife. Yeah, Mrs. that's weird. <laughs> Miss, m- m- Mrs. Daryl. Mrs. Morris, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess she could have, you know, kept her last name, but she's barely a character. We'll see her like two more times. All she, right. Oh. Uh, oh, no, actually, she's she's reoccurring, but she just she never really has an arc or anything. She's just kind of there sometimes to remind you that Daryl has a life that isn't the sisters. Yeah, so that there are stakes when they put him in danger. When they kill him so that they can use his soul to enter the Valkyrie uh... Valhalla. So not yeah. cool. So not cool. So they say that Paige isn't there because she's home with a bad cold and then Paige comes in and they're like, oh no! We'll be right back! And they act all suspicious to drag her off because it feels like this is set up like they had just lied about why she wasn't there, but they didn't. She just came out with a cold anyway because she's rude and doesn't mind spreading her germs all over the place. God, it's so hard to watch stuff from pre-2020 where people are just gathered in crowds, breathing on each other. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Paige, by the way, is wearing a lovely dress of uh, of cupcake cups. I don't know what those are called. Cupcake liners? Yes. She, she is wearing two upside-down cupcake liners. Uh, and this is her outfit for this very dramatic episode of television. Well, it's like when Charisma Carpenter was pregnant for that episode, those episodes of Angel. Uh, and, like, five episodes took place over one day, and she was in the worst outfit ever, and they just kept her in that outfit the entire time. It it was was... her evil, sexy pregnancy lingerie. Okay, but it was, like, really, really ugly, long, velvet maxi dress. And so when she comes out and they do the, like, shocking, oh my god, I'm pregnant reveal, it doesn't work the way they wanted it to work because she's wearing a velvet potato sack, so you can't really tell that she's supposedly nine months pregnant right now. Look, I'm that's just, just that's just one of the small ways that Joss did her dirty. Like, it is it, by now it is well known that Joss did her dirty in way, way worse ways. But that one's pretty bad. I just want to point out, I'm thankful that Paige is wearing a white dress that is not see-through, 
because watching this show in HD, I'm like, Jesus Christ, you can see these actresses' breasts just so frequently. So I'm glad that they got it a, a fabric that you can't see straight through. Thank you, costume designers of Charmed. <laughs> Paige tells them that she's just feeling all restless because she's not used to having to answer to other people. She's just used to going out and doing her own thing. And now that she has sisters and, like, she has to run things by them and it's just she's not used to it. And listen, listen. Paige used to work for a nonprofit. And, yeah. And I, I work for a nonprofit now. And I'm just calling bullshit on, oh, I'm not used to having to run this by 10 or 11 committees before I can take even the smallest action. So they're like, can we help? And she's like, no, I, I'm just going to sit at home and cry about how I have family now or whatever. Meanwhile, Cole's being turned into an avatar and he's like, wow, I know I was basically omnipotent before, but now I feel extra omnipotent. And the guy tells him, like, he, he's like, by the way, this whole thing works on genie rules. Disney genie rules at yes, that. D- Disney genie rules. He's like, like, now that we've all signed the agreements and there's no going back, by the way, you can't make someone fall in love with you. And Cole's like, A, I'm pretty sure I could. It's just mind control, right? And B, I'm not going to make her fall in love with me. I'm going to create an alternate timeline where the thing that broke us up, the power of three reconstituting, never happened and it's like no no cole that's not the thing that broke you up you becoming the source is the thing that broke you up i know that this is what you have to go with for this episode to exist but it is weird that he thinks that the point that broke him and phoebe up is them finding Paige and not him becoming the source of all evil okay like you two got married after she met Paige. like you two dated for like a season before I, I will say Paige, Paige had his number from the beginning, so I can see where he got here. I mean, I can see why he doesn't like Paige and why he would like to kill her, but, like, if you were trying to get Phoebe back, this is not the point you should be changing. Also, you know what show did this a lot better? What? What's that animated show that you can't find anymore because everybody's evil and taking all the animation off of stuff? Uh, close enough. With the, the episode with Jason Manzoukas with the time travel where he keeps trying to go back in time to get back together with his ex. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. It's the same plot, but way, way better. God, I'm really honked off that they got rid of Close Enough. That was such a good show. It was a good show. Stellar cast, too. But you know you, you know the, the, intense, the intense love that I harbor for Jason Manzoukas. Yes. He's perfect. That show... It was so good, and the thing is, I wanted everything he said in GIF form, but you really need his delivery for it to land. Yeah. That episode that's basically the same episode as that episode of American Dad, the one where he joins that CrossFit gym that turns out to be an alien sex cult. Yes. Which, how weird is it that that is a... It's such a specific scenario, but it is in two different shows. (laughs) I mean... But the one where it turns out that he's too perverted for the aliens... Oh, R.I.P. close enough. May you be released somewhere at some point. Yes. Hopefully. We should we should join up with the avatars and remake things so that people D- stop. David Zalees never got hired to run Warner Brothers. There you go. 
There you go. Better watch out. Once we once we hook up with the avatars, it's all over for you, dude. And then the avatar's gonna be like, wait, this was about personal gain? For some reason, it's only the very most annoying thing about being good that I've aligned with. Also, I like that they tell him that he can't do this, and he's like, but what if I can? And they're like, damn it, he's too smart for us. <laughs> Outfoxed by Cole! Like, they tell him he can't do this, and he's like, well, I'm gonna do it anyway. And the guy's like, damn it! Like, you didn't, you didn't see this coming? You're not like, hey, maybe if we let mega satan into our collective he might want to use our powers to do stuff he wants so cole goes through the sailor moon changing sequence yeah he he like he spins around and sparkles and golf his body and Paige sneezes somewhere because i guess someone said her name or whatever well she's she's sick she's got a cold yeah no but it, you know it's a trope or you know you sneeze when someone says your name i've literally never heard that or yeah I've heard that you shiver when someone walks over your grave, but not that you sneeze when someone says your name. Yeah, it's it's, it's like my ears are burning. You know, someone's talking about you. Mm-hmm. It's like that. Mm. So Paige orbs away because she's sneezing, and when she orbs back, Cole has remade the world, and it is dark and gritty. I'm sorry, it's just too much, but it's a dark and gritty doppelgangland. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she's, she's, uh... Cole wished them to a world without shrimp, and nobody could take it! <laughs> I mean, this is, this is, this is literally the plot of the wish. Yeah, right? It... This is Sunnydale if Buffy never came. Yeah, Cole was upset because he broke up with Phoebe. Oh my god, the avatars are vengeance demons? Yeah, so he just said, you know, I wish Paige had never come to San Francisco, and that's what happened. Yes, so in this new timeline, P3 is completely dilapidated and a homeless guy tries to stab Paige because it's his territory, but she just, you, she, she doesn't have her powers. We will talk about it. Okay. She doesn't have her powers, so when he tries to knife her, she just, you know, uses those martial arts moves everyone except Holly Marie comes inexplicably ended up with. So she calls for Leo after the guy runs away and Leo shows up and is like, who are you? He's got smudges all over his face. He's wearing his post-apocalypse hoodie we last saw in the uh, future episode back Mm -hmm. in season whatever season they had the future episode in. Reality Bites. Morality Bites. Morality Bites, yes. It's interesting that I mean, it's it's not an alternate future. This is just an alternate timeline. But it is interesting how often Leo ends up in, like, mystical undergrounds in alternate dimensions. Leo is just looking for any excuse to leave good behind. As we will see in also the prime reality. Well, he is still a white lighter, as Paige points out. Because he's like, you don't know anything. Because she's like... I'm a witch. I'm one of the charmed ones. You know me, Leo. And he's like, nah, I'm going to orb out. And she's like, I'm obviously your charge. Like, even if everything else I said was bullshit, you heard my call and I know your deal. Clearly, we have a relationship you're just not remembering. And he's like, damn it. Logic, my one weakness, that and Dark Lighter Venom, obviously. So she asked him to take her to 
Piper, and he's like, okay, whatever. You can be Piper's problem. And he orbs her to a junkyard. Or maybe this is, like, an iconic location, but we can't recognize it because it's, you know, evil world. Yep. Piper is hunting, which means that she put on a leather outfit and is jumping around. Very Electra in the movie, Electra. Yeah, that is what it looks like. Although, Paige's reference is La Femme Nikita. Okay, Paige. Okay, so... La Femme Nikita tangent? All right. Okay, so as you all know, La Femme Nikita is a USA television series which is based on the Luc Besson movie La Femme Nikita, which was made into the, which was remade in America as No Way Out. Okay. And I really like the original film. I really like the original film, and I tried to watch the TV series, and I I hated it for a reason I will not explain to you. Okay, so there is a scene in the film where uh, the premise is that she was she killed someone and then she gets put on death row, but then it turns out that there's actually like a secret government suicide squad esque program to train her to be an assassin because she's like legally dead now, whatever. Anyway, so she goes through the whole training program. It's a whole thing. We've all seen Starship Troopers. <laughs> Wait, how is that Starship Troopers? Oh, it might be one of the sequels where they pretend to have the main guy executed so that he can work in a Black Ops thing. Oh, that must be one of the sequels. Okay. Anyway, that, that, is, that is neither in the original film nor in the Robert Heinlein novel. Okay, so she she's completed her training and her handler is like, okay, congratulations, you completed your training. I'm going to take you out to dinner. And they go out to dinner and... He, like, gives her a present, and she's like, oh, yay, and she opens the present, and it's a gun. And he's like, this isn't actually dinner, this is actually your first mission, you have to assassinate this guy. And the shot, we see her under the table take off her high heel shoes. And it's, like, this moment of intense vulnerability, because it's, like, she thought that she was going to be going to dinner, she thought she was going to be allowed to be vulnerable, so she put on high heels. And now she has to do this fight sequence barefoot, and it's awesome. In the TV show, that same scene happens, and we get the same camera shot to her feet, but she just fights in heels! Which is why it's weird that on Charmed, they're like, oh, La Femme Nikita, because when I think of people fighting in impractical outfits, that is synonymous with Charmed. Yeah. Was that too much? No, no, if that, yes, that was, <laughs> no and yes. <laughs> But, yeah, Piper is dressed in a sexy black assassin outfit, I guess. Completely impractical for fighting demons. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter. She does a little backflip to get into the scene, and then she just blows the demon up with her magical exploding powers. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're just going to explode demons, it's fine that you have no range of motion. I mean, that's one of the things when people complain about, like, Zatanna or the Scarlet Witch's costume. I'm like, well, they're not physical fighters. Like, if your whole power set basically involves you being able to either A, speak backwards, or B, point at stuff, like, you can dress basically however you want, right? I guess. And this smoky eye actually helps reduce glare from the street lamps <laughs> when she's out fighting demons. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. it's. I'm just saying, it's more of an issue when, like, Black Canary is the one doing it. Yes. The woman who is a martial arts master mistress 
Master, mm. who uh, fights in fishnet stockings and high heels. It's just whenever they try to do something different with her, it's almost always bad. Like with Power Girl's boob window, like how every few years they try to redesign her and it just, it's always terrible. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, do you have thoughts on Power Girl's boob window? No, no. Well, I mean, yes, but not that irrelevant to this episode. Yeah. So Leo says, this is Paige. She says she's your secret other sister and apparently she's been a charmed one for like, years now and uh yeah and piper's like i'm hunting shacks i don't care about this she's like go fuck off leo and Paige says that's no way to talk to your husband and first of all Paige, i'm sorry what house are you living in yes seriously (laughs) but this is this is the clunky way that we learned that in this reality they are no longer together oh also piper's not pregnant yeah yeah which yes piper is not pregnant this whole thing is very odd. Paige is like, really? You didn't kill Shax? He doesn't even require the power of three. I know. Paige is like, I did that on my first day as a witch. It was not hard. Yeah. She, I I do like that the way that she gets Piper on board with her whole plan is by being like, if you're looking to kill Shax, if we restore my timeline He's already dead there, and Piper's like, I guess that's a roundabout way to kill someone. Sure. I do also like that this is consistent with Charm's very, very specific rules about time travel, in that there is only one timeline, mm-hmm. and going back in time alters it. Like, it is not multiverse theory. Right, well, and because this isn't time travel, right? She's in, She she hasn't gone back in time, it's just that Cole changed something in the past, and now she's living in the present with that change. Yeah, but if she defeats Cole, if she kills Cole, for some reason she assumes, well, I mean, it's right, but for some reason she assumes killing Cole will undo the change to the timeline, thus reestablishing the timeline where Shax is already dead. It seems a little flimsy that the whole timeline's gonna revert when Cole dies, like... Cole's gonna die eventually, right? Like, what's... Yeah, especially now that he's Balthazar. Okay, this is something I think is really interesting. I know I keep saying that a lot. But this episode, while not particularly good, does have a lot of interesting ideas. I, honest to God, remembered in this episode him still being the source. But he's not. He's not. He is explicitly Balthazar. Which is interesting because he was never evil and Belthazar and with Phoebe all at the same time. Discounting, like, I guess the month where he decided to stop trying to kill her. Okay, so I'm trying to I'm trying to backtrack the timeline here myself because what we're about to find out is that he made it so that Paige died, so that Paige was killed before she could meet up with her sisters back at the beginning of season four. So he never becomes the source but apparently he still turned Phoebe evil. And the seer is still there. Yeah, the seer is still there. With the implication being that they're still going to do the plan where he impregnates Phoebe. Well, I, I guess he needs to become the, like, they'll need to take out the source first. Like, Well, the seer is the one who made him the source, right? She plotted to do that. 
So I guess she was just on a slower timeline without the Charmed Ones in this universe. I, I guess that makes sense. It would be because they wouldn't have taken out the old source. They wouldn't have they wouldn't have destabilized his regime to the point where he was weakened enough to attempt to attack them one on one, causing Cole to need the hot causing him to use the hollow, which then Cole took from him, becoming the new source. Right. So I guess it makes sense that the Seer's plan is further back than it would have been with the Charmed Ones. Okay, but where was Cole at the beginning of season four? In, I, in his good versus evil... He was good. He had made up with Phoebe the episode before Prue died. Remember in the season three finale, uh, he he goes into hell to save her from the source? Okay, so he was he was good and Balthazar and with Phoebe at that point. He was not the source, though. And then it's in season four where he drinks the potion that makes him human again. Yeah, well... So we can just assume he never took that potion because the Charmed Ones were never reconstituted it in season four. Yeah. So... Which didn't leave him vulnerable to possession by the source. Okay, you know what I'm realizing? What? The, the thing that we kept saying should be Cole's arc is what Cole's arc was. If Paige wasn't around, he was with Phoebe, he was being good, but the temptation to do bad things to protect Phoebe was there, and eventually he slid into evil. Like, the thing that we kept saying should be his arc is apparently what his arc was. Like, they're not explicit about it, but that's the arc that makes sense for what we're going to see. Phoebe is with him, but she doesn't appear to have any of her Queen of Hell powers or anything in this. What? She's not the Queen of Hell because he's not the source. Yeah. I okay. I, I've re- I misremembered large parts of this episode in retrospect. I do have a big problem with, with their relationship in this episode, though. Mm-hmm. And that is that they have contempt for each other. And, okay, on Phoebe's side, that's fine. But I do not believe that there is any series of events that would have made Cole behave towards Phoebe the way that he presumably has with this new timeline. Like, I honestly feel like if Cole fell out of love with Phoebe, he would have just killed her. Right. I can see him killing her. I can see him loving her and protecting her. But having contempt for her and sticking around and being like oh take my wife please like that's that is not the nothing in their relationship has shown me that that could possibly be an end point for their relationship yes so i i object i object to that in this plot it does not make sense meanwhile at the hellwell manor which by the way leo said they are forbidden to go to like fuck leo are you are you a white lighter or not i like how like cole pulls up and he's like oh it's evil now look there's a demon standing outside of the door and one of the avatars blorps in from behind him and he's like so you promised us like a whole bunch of power to join and then you immediately gave up most of your power like, do you know how vulnerable you are right now? You're not even at, like, source-level powers. You are all the way back to Balthazar. And not even, like, Balthazar after he did all that training with, like, the magic doctor guy who made him immune to... Like, you were back at Balthazar 
at the beginning of season three levels. And Cole's like, oh, I'm sorry, my bad. I thought after I remade time, you'd forget all of this and I wouldn't have to deal with you again. And the avatar's like, we live outside of time, dumbass. That's the only way our whole deal would work. And the the avatar points out, I, I guess that this reality diverged a lot, though, because he, he says, in this reality, you are the source's right-hand man. Which means that Cole isn't at the same place he was at the end of season four. Because, like, you know, he was number one on the source's hit list before... uh... Well, I mean, there's been a whole year of stuff happening that we don't get to see that's all, like, butterfly affecting out from Paige dying. I'm just assuming that his wish, like in Buffy, just brought him to a dimension where everything was more in line with what he, like... Like, I feel like this probably diverged at a bunch of points from the prime timeline. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But again, like I said, I don't see any timeline where he treats Phoebe the way he treats her in this episode. But anyway, he walks into the manor and surprise! It's a surprise party because it's Cole's 100th birthday! That seems like a bad idea. It really seems like a bad idea to throw a surprise party for a demon. You want to jump out and shout surprise at a demon? <laughs> yeah. Although they did make him a very cute, evil birthday cake. Again, this is a nice contrast to the opening of the episode where Cole was sadly singing happy birthday to himself in his, you know, sad, empty apartment. Mm-hmm. He's like, thank you for the beautiful cake. And the baker is like, haha, I had a great time making it, even though we all know that you're actually 117, wink, wink. And then he gets blown up by the seer. Yay, the seer's back. And Cole says, oh, Seer, you're alive. And she's like, of course I am. What a normal thing to say. Do you think she's aware of the fact that this is a alternate reality? Yes, I do. I I think she like senses that something is off. She's like, you know what? I'm 100% sure that whatever happened to me in the other dimension was bad enough to, you know. Again, her plan her plan is still going to end up with her blowing up, right? Yep. Like, the seer's really cool, but her, her end game was weak. So Cole's like, wait a second. He shoves the seer's face out of the way. The most important part of my wish, and it's Phoebe. Phoebe walks down the stairs in a sexy, sexy dress. and Okay, so Phoebe walks downstairs in a sexy, sexy dress. Like mm-hmm. a, a red slinky dress with a big piece of diamond jewelry and Cole's like Phoebe and she says not what you expected which makes me think that she was trying to pull something when she came down all sexy like like he got her a certain outfit and he's like you better wear this certain outfit and then she didn't but he didn't recognize it because he's from an alternate dimension or something or like he I, I don't know I, I, it's very confusing. Anyway. Not what you were expecting. It's like, no, Phoebe, that's exactly what he was expecting. But he's like, oh my God, you're beautiful. And she's like, why are you being nice to me? No, no, I see no reality where Cole is not super nice to you or trying to kill you. There's no in-between here with Cole. What, what kind of weird in-between, neither good nor evil, Cole existed for this last year? Fucking avatars. He tries to kiss her and she like does the move where she gives him her cheek because she's like, 
um, yeah, we don't we don't do that because we don't love each other anymore. Yeah, she's like, what's wrong with you? I'm going to go mingle. And then this guy's kissing her hand and Cole's like, mm, angry Kermit face. Yeah, she's like, one guy's feeling her up while she's checking out another guy. <laughs> and the seer comes over and she's like, look, we're still on track to, you know, conceive the magical air, overthrow the source, blah, 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 blah. Like, pretty soon you won't have to pretend to be in a happy marriage with her anymore. And Cole's like, what? And she's like, I'm going to touch your face. And he's like, are we boning? Are we boning in this reality? It is a fucking genie wish. He was like, I just want to be with Phoebe. And the avatars were like, okay, but she fucking hates your guts. So Paige puts on a black coat so she'll blend into the demon party. Oh, yes. Everybody at the demon party is wearing all black except for Phoebe, who's wearing the red slinky dress. So... Phoebe runs into the kitchen, shoes out a different chef and a waiter, pulls a cigarette out and starts smoking. You're evil, Phoebe. Why do you care if the demons see you smoke? Right? Like Paige walks into the room and she starts trying to hide the cigarette. I... What do you care what these people think? And Even with that, like, wouldn't they be pro-smoking? They're demons. I have no answers for this. I have no answers. So Paige comes in and she's like, Phoebe, we need to go meet up with Piper. And and Phoebe's like, you know Piper? And Paige is like, barf. I'm going to have to explain this like five different times. Right. She's like, okay, I'm your sister. Something happened. The world was remade. Blah, blah, blah. Let's reconstitute the power of three. And Phoebe's like, Daryl, help. And, oh, by the way, we didn't mention that the reason they were at the club earlier was to celebrate Daryl being promoted to lieutenant. Yeah, which happened a couple episodes ago. Yeah. But they were, they were celebrating it now. But not in this, in this, in this reality, Daryl is Phoebe's evil bodyguard. Which makes sense, because I assume that in this reality, they got him fired. (laughs) Well, she later, she later says that she made a deal with Cole, that... Instead of him killing Daryl, Daryl would become her bodyguard. Yes. Which is weird, because why would Cole... Whatever. Well, she also made a deal with him that she would stay with him, and in return he wouldn't try to kill Piper, so... Okay. So, Paige beats up Daryl a lot, and then uh, Phoebe's like, You know my sister? And Paige is like, Yeah? giving Daryl the chance to pull a gun. He fires at Paige, like he chases her out of the manor, trying to shoot her, when Leah warbs in. He's like, hey, buddy, I'm going to grab this lady. Bye. Paige is like, cutting it a little close, Leo, and Leo's like, I didn't want to get you at all, but I could could just hear you screaming in my head. I couldn't help it. He tells her that he went to talk to the elders, who, useless as always, let him know that, yes, Paige is actually their sister, but... Paige died before they could find her, so... Yeah, they have orbed to a cemetery, which I'm going to be honest, I assumed was because the uh, demon that Piper was fighting earlier was a Lazarus demon, which iconically need to be uh, buried in cemeteries so they don't auto-resurrect. Mm-hmm. But no, it's because in this timeline, the source found out about Paige first and murdered the shit out of her. Okay, are we going to talk about why Paige doesn't have powers? Okay, because the her in this timeline is dead, so the powers don't exist? So she stepped into the place of the page in this universe 
and the page in this universe died. But if she's not the page in this universe, that means she didn't die. I feel like she should still have her powers. Yeah, like, the whole reason she wasn't around when the world changed was because she was mid-orb. She should still have her orbing. But whatever. So... So they're slowly... Paige and Leo are slowly figuring out that the fact that Paige is dead means there was no power of three, and that's why Piper is La Femme Nikita now. So Paige figures out that Cole's the one behind this. Obviously. And, like, you know, he created this new reality so that Phoebe would love him, but obviously Phoebe doesn't love him, and Leo's like, so your reality sucks less than this one? And Paige was like, I mean... Yeah, like, you've seen this reality, right, Leo? She's like, in my reality, you're still with Piper, and Piper's pregnant with your child. And he's like, okay, I'm on board. Immediately on board. And Piper comes out from behind a tombstone, and she's like, okay, you were right about the whole Lazarus demon thing, so I guess maybe you're right about alternate dimensions, which is an odd leap to make, but fine. She also says, as you mentioned, that she needs to kill Cole to stop this reality from existing which doesn't make a lot of sense but works so i guess we'll just go with it meanwhile cole is smoking a big old cigar and this year's like i feel like you're not taking our plan seriously anymore and he's like no like impregnate phoebe become the source or whatever yeah that sounds fun that sounds like a new thing to do that i've never done before I thought you were going to point out that he's smoking, even though Phoebe was trying so hard to hide her cigarette before. Oh, yeah. Look, it's it's a contrast. Yeah. So, he brings Daryl, and he's like, so you work for me now? And Daryl's like, yeah. And this year's like, please leave. And Daryl does, and she she, she pulls Colt aside. She's like, what the fuck is going on with you? Yeah, like, why do you not know basic things about your life? And he's like, oh, sorry, I'm just I'm just a little tired. Don't worry about it. And she's like, forgive me, my liege. But seriously, what the fuck are you doing? She's like, you can't be off your game when you're second in line to rule hell. That you're just, you're just not allowed. You gotta be on your game because there's lots of people who want to stab you. Like, I don't know if you knew this, but factions are always around the corner. We are like... <laughs> One step away from factions here. We are one charmed one's width from just splitting into factions. So, Cole's, Cole has no time for this because he sees Phoebe making out with some dude. And he's like, oh, I'm going to murder the shit out of that guy. And and the seer's like, no, that's like the source's nephew. He gets making out with Phoebe privileges. Also, you both bone lots of people who aren't each other. What's your problem? Another thing I don't believe Cole would do. Yeah. Cole is a one-woman man for better or for much, 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 much worse. Yep. But no, he's actually having sex with some blonde lady who you would think would be either his secretary or that shape-shifting demon from last episode, but I don't think it's either. Yep. Nope. It's neither. I guess I couldn't get either of them back. Big episode for that. So, the he's like, fuck you, random blonde woman, and he stalks off after Phoebe and the guy she's boning. And the blonde woman's like, so I'm still doing, like, the surrogacy thing, right? And she's like, yeah, I guess I won't explode if the baby's in you, right? 
He's also she's like, got like a whole she's got a whole line of blonde woman, you know, to carry the baby through each stage of the pregnancy until they explode. There you go. Cole is like, I can't believe I went through all of this just to be back where I was before with Phoebe hating me. And the seers like went through all of what? And I'm like, yeah, I went through all of what? You had to have a one hour long conversation with the Avatar and you're like, oh, it was terrible. So back at P3, Paige is explaining her origin story to Piper and Piper's like, I don't know, that sounds pretty stupid to me. And Paige is like, well, this stupid white lighter witch paved the way for you and Leo to be able to have a baby. Like the elders weren't stopping Piper from getting pregnant. Um, were they? Were they just orbing Leo's sperm away from her? She says, and I, this has not come up before. You're right, but I think this is probably true. She says that she thinks her existence is what made it so that the elders didn't freak out when Piper became pregnant. Mm. Why they allowed a half white lighter, half witch baby to come into existence. Okay, I mean, I, I don't know. How... It would make more sense if they weren't already married at that point. Like, if she was like, "Me being born convinced the elders that you two should be allowed to be together," but they were already married by the time they found Phage. So, well, it's not that they could be together; it's that they could have a child. Because mm. I feel like a half white light or half witch baby threatens the power of the elders. So, Paige points out that Cole is Balthazar in this reality. Which, okay. And that even though she never tried to vanquish Balthazar, uh, Prue and Piper did, so they still have, like, the potion. They they know how to make the potion to vanquish Balthazar. But they need a piece of his flesh. I want to point out that Paige did, in fact, make that potion when Balthazar had that doppelganger. She did, Yeah. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Back at the manor, Phoebe's having sex with some guy, and Cole comes in and, and blasts him. And Cole's like, what the fuck, Phoebe? I created this whole alternate reality so that, you know, we could be together, and and you're just fucking some other guy? And Phoebe's like, you're fucking that blonde lady. And he's like, I don't remember if Max and Tina brought that up when they talked about her earlier. But yes, yes we did. I mean, yeah, the, uh, I, I don't know how many times I can say I just don't believe this. I don't believe this. But, like, like... Here's the thing. If Phoebe was staying there against her will because she believed that it was the only thing she could do to keep Piper safe, I believe that part. And then her having utter contempt for Cole because of that, I believe that part. Cole hating Phoebe... And just screwing around, but staying in this arrangement? I do not believe. Like, if anything, he should continue to be pining after her, even though she doesn't love him. Like, he should be... The the thing should be that he keeps trying to win her love, even though he's a demon, so he's trying to win it by threatening her family. Like, him not caring about Phoebe makes no sense. Bless you. Bless you. I'm trying to orb out of this episode. (laughs) So Cole has this long, sad speech to Phoebe about how, like, no matter what he does, she doesn't love him. 
and he doesn't understand why. Like she's no like, ma- take the fucking hint, man. Well, she tells him she, he's like, why can't we make this work? And she's like, look, I don't know. I used to love you. I don't anymore. I don't know why people fall out of love with each other. Like, this is the situation we're in, and it sucks for everyone. You're the one who's winning here, Cole. You don't get to complain about this. Mm-hmm. So she stalks out of the room, and Paige and Piper jump Cole. Like, Piper blasts him, and he's like, Oh, crap, I'm not invulnerable anymore. That <laughs> seems like that should kill me, but... Then Leo and Paige orb in, and he's like, Paige! And she's like, yeah, surprise, fucker! I'm still alive! Then she takes a giant knife that Piper lent her and scrapes off a piece of flesh from the heel of his hand. It looks really painful. He's like, what the fuck? And Phoebe, like, like he's about to energy ball Paige and Piper and Leo. And... Phoebe runs up and she's like, Cole, no. And he backhands her because, you know, this is the episode where we're killing Cole. So now he hits Phoebe. This is. Yeah. Know, yeah. We have to not feel bad at all when Cole dies. So he hits Phoebe now. And Phoebe's like, oh, that girl, that random girl is telling the truth. She really is my sister. So in the ruins of P3, they I, I do like how witchy this setup looks. Yeah, the ruins of P3 look pretty good. Honestly, they look better as ruins than they ever did as a club. It reminds me of the carnival ride that the witches lived in in the Supergirl movie. Yes. So, they're brewing the potion, and again, really like this. Paige, before she puts, like, as she puts the last thing in, she steps back. Because it explodes? Because they that happened the last time they made the potion. Yeah, and Piper's like, oh, I thought I was going to get you. And that was that was the joke in that episode because the first time Piper did it, it blew up in her face. And then when she was teaching Paige how to do it, she stepped back and she, you know, let it explode in Paige's face so she would learn. But in this, when, when Paige steps back, Piper's like, how did you know to do that? And Paige is like, you taught me how to make this potion. And it's this really neat... Mm-hmm. moment of connection between the two yeah piper kind of gives her a smile and she's like you ready sis and Paige is like did you just call me sis and she's like yeah what else would i call you you're my half sister sis <laughs> iconic american dad bit yes so they go back into the manner which in this reality cole has not warded against uh orbing yeah Feel like the subtext of charm just forever remember to put up wards yes so they enter the manor i guess everybody's gone home <laughs> and short party yeah phoebe comes running down and she's like hey i only ever pretended to be bad so that he wouldn't hurt you so i'm on your side don't worry about it but then cole comes and he he hits all three of them with a low level energy bolt which knocks Paige and Piper backwards. It knocks Piper out. Piper is unconscious for the final confrontation with Cole. Mm-hmm. But Paige is like, just grab onto her hand, Phoebe. As long as we're all holding hands, it's fine. Yeah, they they hold hands. The power of three reactivates. Cole throws an energy ball at them, but the power of three light from the 
candelabra shields them uh-huh. which i guess it did also shield them when they invoked it against the source baby yeah it seems weird they don't use it as a defensive thing more i mean it was in the first episode too so it's not like we haven't seen this before so Paige goes to throw the vanquish and phoebe stops her she's like no and calls like see she can't vanquish me she loves me yeah and and phoebe's like i don't know and Cole gives this whole speech about how, like... Their love is epic. Their love, yes. They were always meant to be together. And, like, no matter what reality, no matter where or when or who or why or when, you know, they're always going to be together. And Phoebe's like, no, and throws the potion at him and he mega explodes. Phoebe's like, I was questioning it, but I don't want to have to listen to any more of your goddamn speeches. I want to point out... The weight of this is basically nothing because this isn't our Phoebe. Yeah, and our Phoebe doesn't experience this, right? So she vanquishes him. She she throws the potion to vanquish him. We see, like, a wave crest over the world, returning reality back to normal. And Paige is home. Piper is there, and she's pregnant again. Paige is like, oh, I do like having sisters, even though I have to talk to you about everything. Even vanquishing Cole, which, by the way, I did on my own. Yeah, that's the really weird thing about this episode. Paige is literally the only one who knows that Cole is dead. Yeah. Like, like, it seems weird that Phoebe wasn't actually there for Cole's last death. Yeah. It's a weirdly anticlimactic way to kill Cole. But, yeah, Cole is dead forever, and everyone just kind of accepts that. Which And Paige has remembered how important it is to have sisters, even though she's never doubted that. That's part of her whole deal. Yeah. She sneezes, and she orbs out, and when she orbs back in, she's like, Oh, God, am I still in the same dimension? Everyone's like, yes. And then they do a laugh freeze frame. <laughs> We're gonna make it after all. So they go to Cole's apartment to see if he's actually dead, which... Why? Well, because if they undid the spell, then that means that they were never there to do it. So maybe he would still, like, honestly, it doesn't make sense that killing him in alternate reality kills him for good. So, yeah, you should go back and make sure he's dead. But the window is open, so they assume that he's gone forever now. And, and, you know, Paige, Paige closes the window and she's like, Cole's not coming back. She looks directly to the audience. She's like, this time is different. Don't worry. He's gone now. Julian McMahon did not want to be on this show anymore. That's why this that's why this one is going to stick. Um, Paige has been stuck in a terrible outfit all episode. And I think they're making it up to her in this last scene because I love the sweater she's wearing. She's wearing a gray sweater that has like a rose on the lower, almost like the lower right hip. And then a black stem that wraps all the way around the sweater. It looks awesome. I love it. I want to recreate it. It is a really, it's a nice sweater. It's cool. And it's like, it's just gothy enough, right? Like it's not full goth, but it's like. Yeah. Still, still lets you know that she's a witch. So Phoebe picks up the iconic picture of her and Cole. She puts it back on an end table and. And then she's like, this place smells like demon farts. Let's get the hell out of here. 
and she just like storms into the elevator and stands there looking pissed while Paige has the like final moment where she turns back and she's like happy birthday cole and then the episode why wasn't phoebe the one to why wasn't phoebe the one to have the emotional last goodbye to cole i also think it's weird that the episode ends on the elevator closing which is so similar to the iconic front door of the manor closing there are so many little things this episode does that i like but it is not a good episode no like there Uh, was a lot of stuff that happened because we needed to get from point a to point b i had fun talking about it yeah yeah i enjoy talking well i always enjoy talking about charmed with you oh i always enjoy talking about charmed with you but this episode was not great it wasn't terrible or anything like it it's i guess better than when they wrote riley off by having him addicted to vampire prostitutes that was terrible yeah but yeah, Julian McMahon wanted out, which fair. <laughs> he had to go to Nip Tuck, right? Yeah, which I watched half of the first season of with my parents, which was not a good idea. I don't know how much you know about Nip Tuck, but it is not the sort of show you should watch with your parents. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, we haven't done enough of this. Uh, and by this, I mean reference Buffy. Okay. I just have to let you know that looking at the IMDb page for this episode, apparently the blonde woman that he was having sex with is named Darla. Huh. Should should this bring us into our segments? Is that what you're uh, hinting at there? Because much like the Charmed Ones, we have our own power of three. The first power in our pack is Premonition, who in this episode is, was, or will become famous. I got nothing. Yeah, I also got nothing. I, I recognize no one. Seer's back. That's fun. You remember the seer from being the seer on Charmed? Well, I mean, there was one person. Who? The, uh, the, the sexy demon who, who, uh, he's just credited as handsome demon. The one that Phoebe's having sex with. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was Michael Bergen, who is, uh, JD on Baywatch. Whoa! Wow. Yep. Okay. We ha- we have our we have a a Baywatch charmed crossover. Have we had a Baywatch charmed crossover yet? You know, I I legitimately don't think we have. All right. It it's that feels weird. It feels like we should have had one before now. Cause... Yeah. I mean, that's the kind of guest star that they could get, right? Why wasn't that a thing in the uh, in the mermaid episode? Why couldn't they have got I don't know. Um Well, obviously they wouldn't get Pamela Anderson for Charmed, but like uh they, they got um Erica Liniac, you could get Erica Liniac probably. They had Jenny McCarthy. I feel like they could have gotten Pamela Anderson. They got Jenny McCarthy later. I mean, yeah, I guess Charmed was really well established at this point. And we were in the Bruce Campbell era of guest stars. So Yeah, yeah they did Bruce Campbell. Yeah. And I feel like at this time, Jenny McCarthy and Pamela Anderson were equal levels of famous. Are you just saying that because they were the two girls who get killed at the beginning of Scary Movie 3? I didn't know that. Yeah, they're two girls who were having a sleepover after watching the, you know, ring video. Oh, God. I I did not know that. Yeah, there's a fun fact for you. All right. Uh, 
I think that'll bring us to the second power in our pack. Time freeze. What specifically dated the episode? I don't think I actually had anything that dated the episode. Okay, so I could totally be wrong about this, but did the TV show La Femme Nikita start around this time? Oh, I think it probably did. Let me check. Because otherwise that feels like a kind of weird reference if there wasn't like a contemporaneous thing. La Femme Nikita started in 1997 and ran for five seasons. All right. So yeah, it would have, it would have been nearing the end of its run by this point or at the end of its run. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Did she wear the outfit in that? Kind of. Yeah, yeah, I can I can kind of see that. That ran for five seasons? Yeah, one USA. Oh, well, it's hard not to run for five seasons, right? Yeah, they, what else did they have? There's a great Mad TV sketch about, it's, it's this, like, fake cable access TV show called, like, Amazon Huntresses from the Future or whatever. Oh, yeah, I love that sketch. Yeah, the, like, really low-budget sci-fi fantasy show that's clearly done by, like, people who are barely actors. I was going to bring up the SNL sketch, What is Burn Notice? The game show show where people have to name just a single fact about long-running, very popular TV show Burn Notice, and nobody knows anything about it. I'm pretty sure Bruce Campbell was in a Speedo in it at one point. I think that's the only thing I know about that show. All right. Also, it has that guy who's, like, the boring guy from Numbers or something. Not, like, the guy... Bound? Yeah, someone, like, someone very generic like that. I don't think it was the boring guy from Numbers, but he is one of those, like, flat face guys. He's the guy who didn't do Numbers in the TV show Numbers. The, the, it's his brother, I think. Like, his brother's a government agent in Numbers, and, like, the main guy's, like, a mathematician, but it's, like, magic math. He was also one of the main elves in the movie The Santa Claus and its sequels. So. Oh, that guy. No, I don't think he's in... I don't think he's in um, Burn Notice. No, no, I don't think he's in Burn Notice. It's just the guy his, the guy who played his brother, the brother in Numbers, had like a really similar bland guy face. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I don't think they're the same guy. I'm sorry, we're very off topic here. Uh, I think that will bring us to our final segment, the final power in our pack, telekinesis. What, if anything, genuinely moved you? I actually have a couple things. Oh, okay, good. I'll let you go, because much like Paige, I, my, my power of uh, telekinesis was absent this episode. Okay, so the first thing is the parallelism between uh, the way Paige comes up with a way to vanquish Cole that was the same way Prue did. I think that's a really good piece of writing. It's very understated. I really like it a lot. And in the same vein, later in the episode when Paige steps away from the potion exploding, because it's a moment that works on its own, but it also really works as you see it as a payoff to a scene that was, you know, when it happened to Piper, when Piper taught it to Paige, and then Paige knowing it in this reality when they're doing it for the first time. It's funny how, for a show that cares as little about continuity as this one does, how often they do really cool parallels. Yeah. Speaking of not caring about continuity. 
Ah, like, much like the Charmed Ones, over time our powers have grown. What of the secret powers that we have developed, uh, what have you got? Okay, well, molecular combustion, where what? we just blow apart the timeline, even even in an episode where that's the plot, I mean, I've, I've been ranting all episode about how it doesn't make sense that this is the reality that was created. Yeah, again, like, yes. Yeah. A lot of things in this episode contradict continuity, even when the premise of the episode is changing continuity. It does not work. This is an episode full of molecular combustion. Like coal, it is literally all over the place. <laughs> so next week, we're watching the episode House Call, and the description on Peacock is Paige abducts her former boyfriend's fiance, taking her place at the wedding. Oh, I think this might be the last episode with um, the stretchy guy. You know, her her human friend. Who yes. I keep wanting to call Clay, even though that was Phoebe's archaeologist slash grave robber boyfriend. Anyway, yeah, okay. I remember that being a perfectly serviceable episode. All right. So I think that does it for this week. Yeah, I think that'll about do it. Our show is partially listener-supported. If you want to be one of the supporters, you should head over to our website, www.welcometotelevision.net, and click on our Patreon link. We like to thank our current $5 and above patrons, Beryl, Patricia, Rosa, Ryan, Maricruz, Benjamin, Kate, Jen, Dan, and Anthony. If you'd like to support the show in other ways, you could always rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find the show. If you want to talk about this episode, or any episode, or any episode of any television show, you can tweet at us at ilovetvzines on Twitter, or you can email us at ilovetelevisionzines at gmail.com. So until next time, I'm Max. And I'm Tina. And this has been Welcome to the Hollowell Manor. 